going on everybody? It's your boy J Omega the Wash, the Ambassador, the Cybertron, Don, the Camouflage God, Mr. BX All Day, Mr. Ready, Set, Go, Hip Hop's Behemoth, Young Heisenberg in the building as well, Daddy Wash Legs, Lil Poppy Ortiz, uh-huh. the Big Blood. You know what time it is when you hear that. And that's at J Omega S on every social media network. Yeah, what's going on, beloved? It's your boy Sayer. The Wash got himself the hoodie season representative, banging and banging on his chest, king of the backhanded compliments. I don't know how you can bang in your chest. <laughs> I can't compliments. All first verse, Sir Sayer, Duke of Worcestershire, dripping in spinal fluid, Scotty Peppin, Smack Avelli, Smacky Robinson, Washer Diamonds, the bad guy in the podcast, Bully. You guys know you can find me on all of the medias that are social at Sayer S O, except for Snap. Pick your phone up right now and delete it. <laughs> you wish. You, you know wish. me. You know me, Cherry Pea Pussy Popping on the podcast charts, aka the new mouth shoddy, oh. aka the podcast joint. And you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Cherry Poppins. Lydia again. <sighs> yeah. We're gonna get right into it. No, sure. No, go no ahead. Other, other extra shit. Yeah, we, okay. What's well, the you, extra you, shit? Oh. You stopped it. Like, go to officially oh. yeah, yeah. just But you prevented it. So go ahead. No, I, I just took a deep breath, and I expected you to keep going. I was. Making sure you was good with the way you got, <laughs> you took a deep breath like you was going to go. Where can they find us, man? Officiallystreet.com. You can find us on all platforms, Street Spotify, official. SoundCloud, Apple Music. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Go ahead, Dick. butchered this yeah, whole you intro, did. huh? You did. <laughs> oh, well, You're trash. Um, Hot right. garbage. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest in the building. More or less, we're in his building. Pause if needed. There you go. Um, you guys may know him. He talks a lot of shit. Um, he may have shot some of your favorite videos. Who knows? Um, my I thought guy, that was going somewhere totally different. Come on, man. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a kid-friendly show, you, you bitch. Is um, it? What? No, it's not. <laughs> not at all. Listen, all right. You guys already heard of my guy, Joshua Perez, Mr. Face Funk himself. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? What's oh. going on? So what, is, what is y'all fandom? What is y'all fandom considered? Like, what are they called? The refs. 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 The refs. refs What's yeah. going on, refs? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how y'all feeling? You have AKAs. Oh. You, I know you gotta have AKAs. Face one, AKs. Josh Ryan Perez. That's all I be saying. That's it. I don't got mad yeah, AKAs, okay. man. My, 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 I'm saying you probably could though. No, I got a lot of AKAs, but a lot of those are like things that the statute of limitations ain't up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, year six. Yeah, nah, 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 almost. Not yet. Not yet. Almost. Not yet. <laughs> Can't use those no more. So oh. just phase funk. Where, phase where, funk. Where did phase funk come from? That's a that's a good question. So, I think uh, that was my graffiti name back like in mm. high school, and even mm. before that, like in eighth grade, I used to write Phase. And then we used to always use the term y'all from y'all from New York, so y'all know keep it funky. Mm. Mm. So when you're keeping it funky, we're someone keeping it real. So mm. I, that's just basically we used to always say keep it funky, keep it funky. Yeah, mm. yeah. So Phase and then Funk. That's how it came together. So like I just just like I think one of my boys said it to me one day, like yo, yo Phase, you always keeping it funky. And, and where like, did, where did Phase come from? <clears throat> I don't know. It's hmm. a good question. I think when when that's a good ass question, man. I think it <laughs> happened after a fist fight that I had. <laughs> nah, I'm I'm serious. I think in eighth grade, I think in eighth grade, because I had I didn't really have a nickname before that, and then I had gotten into a, a oh, you want to know what? I fucking remember, and I just realized how doofy this is. But, <laughs> so there was a kid in my school that was from Florida, mm-hmm. and New York didn't call a fight a fade back then. Like, that wasn't a thing. Mm. It didn't catch up. But Florida already called it like, yo, let me run a fade. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten into a fist fight. And the kid from Florida said, like, yo, you, you could fade. Like, you could fight. And yeah. I thought he said phase. Mm. And then everyone started calling me phase from there because mm. of that fight. That's not a, that's not a it's bad thing. It's, it's weird, though. Like, it's a really weird way that, that how that came When together. did you realize that he didn't say phase? 
be honest with you, it took Today. a very long time. <laughs> right now, right, it took, right now. It took, honestly, when the internet started getting more popping, mm. and then lingo was more clearly thrown across state lines. Because mm. like when I was in eighth grade, that wasn't really happening. Yeah, that was like AOL yeah, chat yeah. rooms and like right. you know. So it was like it wasn't lingo wasn't being thrown around like it is today. So. Yeah, we was pretty much just saying, yeah, I fucked that nigga up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no Period. fade. That, that, yeah, 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 like, running yeah, yeah. a fade wasn't a thing here. Right, right, right. Nah, yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's shoot a fair one. Right, right, right. One on one, that's it. Like, we about to fuck him up, wash right. him, wash him up. You wash say him wash him up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. it. Spank him, like, shit like that. Right. I used to hate saying that. Like today, I hate saying that. shit. I like saying but it when, it, when, when, in regard to sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, you know oh, what I mean? nah. Back in the day, I don't like when, like, in a fight. Being but like, yo, he spanked him. When you spank someone, you're not really... But at least the, the way we used to use it, when you say you about to spank someone, it doesn't mean that... Like, that's more so like you really about... Like, they're so pussy that... I know yeah, what it yeah, means. It's not even yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's I'm not the adult one. and you're the child. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, know, I know what it means, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also how it sounds it coming sounds, out of yeah, my it mouth. It sounds like, kind of weird, him. right? There's, <laughs> there's, there's mad Ebonics that sound weird. No, like I be saying that shit in sports, though. Yeah. Nigga, I've said that shit on... Like, anytime I say that shit on Twitter, I have to follow it with... A pause. I don't know, man. We need to grow the fuck up. All right, bro. I got a question for you. What's up? What's going on with the show, man? Talking shit. Oh we man, getting it back. What's 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 going on? Did you miss a it? Great question. Yo, we left on a really high note. You guys right? did. Mm-hmm. So right. I want to tell you Super. something. I was low key a little tight with y'all because it was like, ah, right, yo, the, the the live show. That shit was dope. These niggas right? gave yeah. us the like, breaking this, bad ending. Like. Nah, this, like this shit was <laughs> like, so fire. And it was like next week is just like, all right, guys, I uh, just want to announce to you guys that this would be the last. I'm like. <laughs> Nigga, we was just at your show having a good ass time. We had some good momentum, man. Um, I, yo, I, we we ended up we like ended it like on a, a great note. Mm. And um, Kirby, a, a weaker change before that, had told me like he's like, yo, he's like I can't. He's like I don't really, you know. He he was going through some things. He mm. had some other like other mm. direction that he want to go into personally. He's still one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends in the world. Still talk to him every day. He just that that wasn't a direction that he wanted to go into. And um, the whole dynamic of the show was based off of the intimate relationship as my friend mm-hmm. that me and Kirby gotcha. had. So, like, it's really hard for me to move into another direction or to try to keep going without finding a, a co- another co-host mm-hmm. that I can be comfortable being vulnerable with right. on that level. Because me and Kirby used to sit down with each other. Those are not conversations. Like, I know a lot of people say that when it comes to podcasts. Like, oh, it's just like me and my homies talking. Mm-hmm. But really, like... The those, shit that you... The shit that we used to talk about was shit that me and Kirby still talk about. Right. On our phone call conversations or when we're chilling. Right. So, like, those are conversations that happen. Mm-hmm. It's just, we were like, let's record those conversations and those topics and the things that we speak about. And we turned it into a show. And it was like, I'm not going to lie. We had it up for less than a year and it was wildly successful. Like, mm-hmm. we... We accumulated, you know, for a one-year podcast, never being in the podcast game, over fifty thousand listens. Like mm, we wow. did a did a re- like in terms of numbers, we did way yeah. better than I ever thought we would. Mm. Our live show was extremely successful. We connected with people I never thought we'd be able to connect with. Like I, we got Wax on the show, we got Mandy from Horrible Decisions on the show, mm-hmm. Rob Markman on the show. Mm-hmm. Like we got people on the show that I, there was like no connection with beforehand. Right. So it, we had tremendous momentum. We really had a, a a lot that we were able to do, and the impact we had was pretty dope mm. because we had fans that were asking from us. Like I met a fan in San Francisco mm. that like That's a dope. that reached out to me while I was out there. Like I had mm. n- literally no, there was no like mediary between how she knew about the show. It was just mm. an algorithm on Instagram that bumped her into it. She found the show, and then there was this huge pocket of people that were in Red o- uh, Redwood, San Francisco, San Jose that listened yeah. to our show, and she works for Instagram. Mm. So like. Right now, to this day, she's like, once you get the show back going, she wants to create an event on Instagram where we actually will go there. She wants the podcast to go there. Wow. But, but I don't have a co-host, so I kind of mm-hmm. just left it alone. 
So it it when you ask me like what's happening next with the show, I think it's the DNA of the show is kind of fell apart because mm-hmm. my co-host Kirby is like is not doing the show no more. Yeah. And um I explored the idea of finding other hosts <clears throat> to work with me. I did a few shows where I was like, I wonder if it would work, and I didn't like the chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like I it, the chemistry wasn't there for some of the people that I was working with. Even one of my best friends I bring on, but me and his chemistry is not the kind of chemistry that's like recordable and entertaining it's mm. more so like me and him just really fuck yeah, with talking. each other and yeah and um i think right now i'm just on a hiatus working i've been i've been also way too busy yeah you know yeah. since then and uh that's i think right now it's just a hiatus until maybe i find another type of show to work on there's a, another show that i've been producing um that i'm thinking about it's a much more higher end very very similar to like an npr type podcast mm-hmm. uh something more in the vein of like serial or something along mm-hmm. that that i've been working on and then um i'm also in the works with something with mandy from horrible decisions me and her are working on something that she uh is coming up with but you know hopefully you will be seeing me in the podcast realm either as a studio owner which i think i spoke to you guys about mm-hmm. like that i wanted to do um or a network owner while i'm producing other people's podcasts yeah. Or on this one that I really want to create, which is um, like really personal to me, like a super personal podcast project that I'm working on, and hopefully that can come out soon. Do you miss it though? I do. I do miss it. I miss it because it was kind of like therapy. Like yeah. it was once a week, no matter what, we get together and we talked about things that I love to speak to my homie about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was another reason, like forced us to hang out, mm. right? Like in a way where like, sometimes you don't really have the time to like meet up just to talk, but it was a reason why we can create content and also for me to catch up with one of my best friends at the same time. So I definitely miss it. I miss the fun of marketing it. I miss the yeah. fun of like, I met Yah because of the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, I, I miss the idea of networking and meeting new friends and meeting new people who are also as creative and want to be as content driven as I am. I definitely miss that. Right. I don't know if I missed the uh stress of scrambling to like get a show out yeah i don't know if i you know like things like that doesn't bother me too much but when i'm producing four or five other pieces of content for four or five different companies i'm traveling it gets a little stressful for me because this the, you guys probably know because we've had a conversation i've said it on my podcast before if you guys have listened there's still like 55 56 episodes that y'all can go back and <laughs> yeah, listen nah, to. Yeah, definitely go yeah, check yeah. that out, man. Talking shit podcast. Yeah. Talk, just shout it out by the way. Yeah, yeah talk, I mean, talk, listen, y'all can, it. Y'all can I mean, find it's still it. there. Yeah, y'all can find it on any any platform that has podcasts yeah. from Stitcher to Anchor to uh uh Spotify to um Castbox Yeah, all that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can find it you can find it on any of those on any of those platforms, Talking Shit Podcast um and uh Talking Shit Podcast underscore on Instagram if you want to find the link to that. But uh, like, I did everything for that. Like, with, in terms of like all the the logistical work, I did mm-hmm. everything on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I I wanted to make it so that all my all Royce and Kirby had to do was show up. Mm-hmm. Royce did more of the like the the UPN, which is like the you know the production managing yeah. work, like mm-hmm. writing things down, writing topics, letting me remember and taking notes. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I did all the marketing, I did all the posting, I did all the social media, I did all the recording, the editing, the releasing, the logistics as far as the sound the SoundCloud Pro. All that stuff. So yeah. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily miss that. Yeah, that's <laughs> a lot, bro. I, <laughs> Shout out I to Jay. Hear, yeah, because <laughs> so, I just tweet on my thumbs. So and look cute. Videography. That's your. That's your thing. Would you say that? No, I, I would. I would say so. Just because I know if there's anybody out there right now that does what I do, they they just heard what you said and got wildly offended. That's why. That's why I asked. Absolutely. You. So videographers are people who are more like people who go out to film like a quinceanera, a wedding, mm-hmm. uh, things along that line. It's just someone who goes and films a video for an event. Right. Um. 
I'm a cinematographer and producer. So like a cinematographer is the head of, is basically the person that is the head of the department for electric and grip sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a key grip that's the, 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 the hierarchy for that, but they're the head of that department, the camera department, the lighting department, and the grip department. And they are the person who sets the mood for the film, the commercial, or the project that you're filming. Mm. So, for example, you have a director who's the director of telling the story and directing the talent. Mm. And then you have the cinematographer who's the director of the lighting and the mood. And what I mean by the mood is like, you watch a film... You see a film and you're like, wow, that that camera movement made me feel something. Right, right, right. right. Like just the movement of the camera, mm. the DP makes that decision. Mm. Or like if you watch a, a um, like Alejandro Inaratu's uh, The Revenant, right? Okay. Mm. Like that that film was um, consciously filmed almost all with natural light or fire. Mm. So like that's a creative decision to make things feel as natural as possible mm. on camera. So that's like I'm more of a, a cinematographer where I I creatively use light to paint pictures for content oh yeah yeah is there anybody that inspired you you know from you know the way that you shoot or anything like that Um, i mean again i'm here thinking that you were just the person there behind the camera but hearing that you do all of that like you know what got you there so it would what um that's a i mean as a kid my pops Mm. my pops is like He's wild funny. Like, y- y'all have probably seen him at the live show. Mm-hmm. Like, my pops is, like, to this day. You mean the nigga that looked like he still got hood. a pack on him. Yeah, facts. <laughs> nah, for real. For real. So, like, but uh, y'all probably know, like, back in the day, like, all the hood dudes, they watched Kung Fu flicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. 100%, mm-hmm. yeah. So, my dad is from that era, that ilk of, like, old school hip hop head that used to watch tons of Kung Fu flicks and, like, the most morbid movies. Like, my dad yeah. would put on, like, Faces of Death when I was, like, eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, me and my girl were just on a camping trip and we were talking about that for, like, what, two hours? Just different snuff films that we said? Sick. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's bad, bro. Yeah, but the, I bring that up to say that, like, my dad always had this keen interest in films. So, like, I was watching Clockwork Orange, which is one of the most, like, mm, it's a masterpiece yeah, yeah, films yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was, like, seven, eight years old. And then I was watching Full Metal Jacket. I was watching a lot of Stanley Kubrick films mm. because of my dad. So I always had an interest in that. And my dad always had a video camera. Mm. Always. Yeah. He was always like documenting our lives, like me when I was a baby. So he gave me my first camera when I was like 10, 11. And I used to try to film like jackass videos with my friends. When oh, I was, like, no. Uptown. Yeah. Like we would. How'd that work out? It was like a hood version of it. So you got to imagine like we like. Running like, them snuffing people? Nah, nah, nah. Not that hood. Like we, I didn't get that bad till a little later. <laughs> so. Would you say you've been doing what you do since that early? Or when would you say you actually started um, doing what you do? I've been doing what I've been doing with an interest since then. Since okay. like 10, 11 years old. Okay. Because I think no matter whether it's it's a hyper-focused version or it's not, mm-hmm. there's an interest there, which means that you're putting you're effort doing into it. it. Yeah. Um, but I've been actually trying to make it a fiscal decision to make money and a career out of it since mm. I'm 18. Okay. So almost 10 years now. Dope. So I've been yeah. doing it for a minute. Yeah. I didn't graduate high school. I didn't graduate college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dropped out, got a GED, and I, I just I learned everything on my own. I didn't go to school for none of that shit. So, like a lot That's of it, very like, from eighteen to now, is like really just me Self-taught. figuring that shit out. Yeah. That's How crazy. long did it take for you to get to where you are, like today? Like you know, I'm sure you started out and shit was slow, yeah. and then things started to pick up. Like, was there like a certain point where it changed or anything like that? Um, you know, it's interesting. I used to I used to try to think about this. Like, is there one little catalyst that was the biggest change for mm-hmm. me? And it, it, there really wasn't. It was um, it was a it was like a, a a series of small events that ultimately snowballed into a larger right. Mm-hmm. So like 
just to keep it super funky, from like 18 to like 23 mm-hmm. or 24, I was like couch surfing. Mm-hmm. So I was like living at different friends' houses. I used to live in a studio for a year mm-hmm. and change. Like just filming. Like I used to go and run into the projects and film music videos for the people that hustled in there. And like mm-hmm. my old homies that used to yeah. hustle and they wanted to rap and they were trash, but I didn't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they would like, they would buy me some food and give mm-hmm. me a 40 spot or something yeah, like that. You yeah. know, like, and it would just pay for my Metro card for the week. And I, buy, and I, I literally like one of my closest friends, my boy Chavez, he would tell you, Kirby would tell you, like he was there throwing a lot of this. Mm-hmm. I used to live on Mango, Arizona and Ramen. Mm. Like that's what I lived on. So like I I lived in an empty room that they had in the studio that was in Whitestone, Queens. Mm. So like there was years where I was just broke, bro. Mm. Kirby used to buy me tacos like for like lunch because I had food, like Mm. money for food. Mm -hmm. So like there was a a long time where I I had no bread. Like I was making $50 a year annually. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I and I, I I wasn't savvy enough to realize that I can go and get EBT. You know, like I didn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't have an address like this. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then the only place that I had had that was like a base was my grandma's crib in the projects where I grew up. And I was like, I ain't want to stay. That's just deep. Y- y'all know where we are right mm-hmm. now. We're not too mm-hmm. far from there. Yeah. So this is far. Mm-hmm. I was always out of the mix once I was if I decided to stay in my grandma's gotcha. crib. So I had to be in the mix. And if that meant for me sleeping in someone's floor, sleeping on the couch, I was always in the mix. Um, and then at around 23, 24, I had this kind of a meltdown mentally. I was super depressed. I felt like I had no money and I decided like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to just go work at UPS. My pops, he, mm-hmm. he, that's where he works for UPS and I got a job there. I was working overnight for like eight, eight seventy five an hour. They said, oh, because it's overnight, you get 75 cents because it was $8 around <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, and I did that shit and, uh, uh, I was I was like I was like in the belt moving the boxes, and I'm like remembering like that I was just like really trying to make it happen with my camera and film, and like I really didn't understand how to make it happen. So I was like, I guess this is just me giving up. And I was next mm. to this dude, and this dude next to me was like talking about all this hood shit that I worked really hard to get away from. Mm. Like he was just you could tell that he did maybe did a bit in Rikers, got himself a UPS from someone, and I'm like I'm like damn. I'm like this just reminds me of where I ca- where I come from and like who yeah, I was yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. that shit started giving me PTSD, bro. Like I'm like, yo, I can't be next to this all day every day, <laughs> and I started getting miserable. And I just remember one day I like put the box down, took my shit off, and I left, and I never went back. Wow. I you didn't even say shit. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> I just looked at homie next to me. I was like, if I if I don't leave, I'm gonna snuff him. <laughs> like I'm gonna snuff him, and we're yeah. gonna fight, and we're gonna be in the same fucking. We're gonna be in building two and Rikers like yeah. this together, <laughs> sick in the bullpen. And I wasn't trying to have that happen, so I I, I walked out. Um, and uh, I like I kicked into overdrive. Went on Craigslist, YouTube videos. I started reaching out. I was on Twitter heavy, mm-hmm. reaching out to every fucking rapper in the local area. People that I knew was hustling, I reached out to them. I was like, listen, give me 200 cash. I come out right now wherever you are. I was in East New York. I was in, in Bed-Stuy shooting these videos, cutting mm. them out. I was pumping out like three, four videos a week. Mm-hmm. Like, pump, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. Just And they looked like shit, but I didn't care. I was just mm-hmm. pumping them out. And I, I saved some bread. I bought a car. That car helped me get the shoots that were outside of New York. I went mm-hmm. to Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, I got... What I was doing was getting recognized by, like... Kind of like I was getting write up to magazines, shot a music video for Busy Crook. I worked on set with J. Cole. I started doing things mm. like that because people started like, I want you on set. Mm, so gotcha. that started happening. And then um, a big camera house, seeing what I was doing online through my social media, my old Instagram. So my, this is a new Instagram, my old mm. Instagram. And they hired me to work as like an engineer, like a camera engineer at their, their yeah. place. So I made a salary job doing that, saved my money. And then everybody I met through there, like every person I met at that job, these are people who were doing much higher scale yeah, things yeah, than yeah. me. So like I was just still not really making a lot of money, but they were like, 
working hard like they were coming in and doing like these twenty, thirty thousand dollar purchases, hundred fifty thousand dollar purchases, and I'm sitting there like, damn, I'm broke. <laughs> like, yo, how are y'all yeah. doing this? Mm-hmm. But I would never say that. Like, my energy was always like, I knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah. I, I like, oh, I'm there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yo, I would, I would, yo, fake it till you make it, bro. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, I gotta shoot this weekend. I ain't had shit to do this weekend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of course. And then, and then, um, one day, one of the guys that I would speak to, and, and another thing that I used to do is. If I can tell any lesson in this long ass overblown story that I'm telling right now <laughs> no, no, is good. that I always made it my goal to help people, mm. even mm-hmm. if I didn't get anything in return, like I would always help. So like, for example, and I still do that to this day. And it's really important to me because it comes back. The universe knows how to pay mm. itself back. So like, let's say if you had a problem with your camera on set and you were in Westchester or you were somewhere deep yeah. and it's like 3 a.m. and you can't figure your shit out. You knew you can call me at 3 a.m. I would pick up the phone and I would walk you through your problem. So mm-hmm. I would do that with everybody. All these CEOs of these companies, all mm-hmm. these these owners of these production companies. Like I would I would literally have hopped in an Uber or a cab and I've went to people's cribs and helped them set up for the next day mm-hmm. where they were making four, five, six, yeah. seven thousand dollars and they wouldn't give me anything. Mm. But I would go and do it just to support them and help them. Right. And what ended up happening, and this is unconscious. I wasn't doing it at the time with the thought of it. But like two years down the line, after I was consistently helping all of these people who were much much more well off than me, mm-hmm. they started calling me to work. Mm. So like mm-hmm. I'm still at this job full time, but they started calling me like, like Josh, are you available by any chance on Saturday? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, yeah, let me check. Let me text you. And I would check. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm available. <laughs> but I'd be like, you know, I'm playing the game. Right, and then right, right. I would be like, yeah, I'm available. Boom. I'd go out. They'd pay me $400 for the day. Take that 400. Boom. And it, it started to snowball because they seen how valuable I was and yeah. the, the value I offered. And just a, a, a transparency thing, not not um, like that 400 turned into 550, that 550 turned into 1200, that 1200 turned into 2000. And then it just kept going up because mm-hmm. as my value went up, as my, my knowledge base went up, mm-hmm. and as people recognized what I had to offer... I was able to charge more. I was able to do move up the hierarchy of what I did on set. Mm. So I started as a videographer, and then I was just a camera operator. Then an AC, I was a well videographer. Then I started the first AC, the second AC, then first AC, then camera op. Then mm. I was gaffing a lot, and then now I'm working as a DP most of the time, or I'll gaff. Mm. So like gaffing is basically the head of the electrical department. Okay. So either DPing or gaffing, right? Those are the things that I do now. Mm. And then now I own a one ton that sprinter out front that y'all seen. Mm. That's my <laughs> sprinter. That's a one-ton grip truck that has anything you would need to film like an independent film or a music video. Um, and then I like run multiple productions and have a, a list of clients that's, that I work with. That's a crazy story. What's, your, what's your favorite thing to produce? Like My favorite kind of content? Yes. Um, I really love independent films. Okay. Because a lot of the times, even though it's not a lot of money, it's a labor of love and you can tell people actually care. There's nothing more fun to work on than on things where everyone cares. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When you when no one cares, when someone doesn't care, or when you feel like the client doesn't care, you don't care. Okay. But when you feel like, oh man, people really give a fuck about this. Like mm. I want to give a fuck about this. You know what I'm saying? Then it's th- those are the fun ones to work on. And usually you could be creative on those. Okay. Music videos too, you can be creative, but I don't like dealing with those anymore. Just, <laughs> oh, you're too I, bougie now. Part, it's just it's a headache, man. It's okay. it was a headache then. It's a headache now. Back then I had a lot less to lose. So if I had to fist fight someone over something, it was okay. <laughs> now it's not worth it for me. Okay. Now it's not worth it to argue with a manager or argue with an artist over the stupidest of things. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I don't I don't deal with it unless it's through a, a label or through like a, a bigger management company. Do you do you have any like favorite cinematographers? Or are they are can you can just consider director a director of a film a cinematographer? No. So like okay, so there's a difference between like 
John Singleton yeah. and a cinema and what you do. Yeah. yeah. Do you I do people even know about cinematography? Is there like a cinematographers a, do? I, yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Is there a space um, that people like really hold them at a high standard and hundred percent? So, are there any? Do you have any favorite like? Yeah, I would say Rodrigo Piero is one of my favorites. He's the one that did Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, mm. so y'all all seen mm. Wolf of Wall Street here, right? <laughs> yeah. The reason why I love Wolf of Wall Street so much is the content was dope. Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. is one of my favorite. Y'all go in my my crib. I have I have um. Three portraits that are three of my favorite directors. Okay. Um, and then Roger Rodrigo Piero, his style is specifically very vibrant. Mm-hmm. Like it's like if you watch that movie, the colors just seem like they pop off of the screen. Yeah. The eyes are all kind of like almost transparent in their clarity, mm-hmm. and the the lighting just feels so surreal, and it takes you into a different place. So like, and the way he used camera movement is pretty dope too. Um, and I gotta say that like Roger Deakins, who's like. Like legendary, like people mm. who aren't even cinematographers know that name. Mm. Like I, I could say Roger Deakins in here. You guys may not know it, but I bet you. Like I think I may have heard that name before. Sounds familiar. And exactly, he's a sounds familiar name, which is doesn't even happen with cinematographers. Mm-hmm. So that's how big of a cinematographer mm. he is. He did like No Country for Old Men and a, a lot of other films mm. that are just phenomenal. Mm. Um, but I gotta say, Roger Piero, I think right now is my favorite cinematographer. He's he's a that's phenomenal dope. cinematographer. Yeah, dope. dope. Yeah, I think. Um, Who's one of your favorite people that you've worked with? Um, one of my favorite people that I've worked with, or like one of your favorite pieces of content that you have worked on. So I I did this really cool piece for uh for a, a, a technology company that I can't name because the NDAs, but it was a a piece where I got the chance to go over into Africa and mm-hmm. film basically the endangered rhinos. And what? I, wow. yeah, I had How a really cool opportunity. You? I was pretty close. Yeah, I had an opportunity. That's I'd, cool. Like uh, close enough where it's safe. We had guides and everything like okay. that. But I got the opportunity to kind of um, document the story about how they're using technology to track and um, visualize and create an uh, like a coding algorithm for the way that they mate, the way that they move throughout the 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 planes, and to try to do their best to minimize the poaching. Okay. So, that, so they can understand what their pattern is. They mm-hmm. make sure they know where they have the most security, they have the most protectors mm-hmm. and everything like that. And that was a pretty cool project. That is really cool. How yeah. long were you out there? I was out there for about a week and a half. Oh, yeah. that's dope. Yeah. And then it was another project where I got the chance to go out to um, to West Africa and I filmed, uh, this is for a nonprofit organization, and I got a chance to film some of the uh, the missionary work that they did out there for some of the villages. And that was pretty fun. That was a while ago, but you know, it was miserable. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. physically, <laughs> like it was really miserable. Mm. But it was really dope because it's just it. It opens your eyes to like how small the world is and like how you ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, I like working on things like that. Things okay. that have larger impact. Things that right. make me feel like I'm making a, a difference. Yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like, I I uh, I shoot a ton of stuff for title. That stuff is mm-hmm. fun. I love working when whenever it comes to anything that has to do with the culture. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always that shit is always fun to me. Like, I get an opportunity to sit in the room and listen to some of the greats in hip hop speak from time mm-hmm. to time. And that's always fun. Um, but there's nothing like realizing that like you're smaller than yourself when you go out to like a third world country and you start to recognize like there's so much more we can do, but we just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's those, fun. those are probably my, my favorite pieces of content. Dope. Yeah. What was your least favorite? Least favorite corporate videos. Fucking hate them. <laughs> they pay though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, One time you do like the like the for example, like you want to teach about how to get out of a building during a fire. And then I've done those. and then it's like you're I like 
through someone's eyes what is going on or like if there's an active shooter or something like that i've, I've done stuff similar to that before like i'll give you an example um this is actually similar to what you do for a mm-hmm. career right you you design like training programs yeah like i build them yeah so i film those training programs but for webmd okay so i do it for the doctors gotcha so the doctors have their videos that they watch about how do they deal with patients that have certain diseases or right. how they deal with certain things i film those i film those whole simulations in a studio we build the doctor's office and mm-hmm. it, there's nothing more miserable than sitting in a room and listening to how a doctor has to deal with someone who just found out they have hepatitis uh, mm, you know okay. what i'm saying like you're there for like fucking seven hours just listening to this <laughs> script over and over again and the way it's like so it's so uncompassionate and like mm-hmm. like you're just like oh my god this is miserable and you're sitting there and it drains you emotionally because you're just <laughs> like a, like you just don't want to be there mm-hmm. and then the problem is is that these things are written and they have to be scientifically accurate so there's right. a scientific there's a a, a a literal scientific supervisor there that's like, no, that's not true. Boom, boom. So they're going back and forth with all this jargon. Sometimes I learn. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel a like a sociopath headache. in here. Right. Like, it's just like, you start to be like, I don't give a fuck about this person. <laughs> you know? So Let I do, them die. That was yeah. Yeah. They're dead. It's over. Yeah. I've also filmed surgeries. So like, I've oh, done things. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. So I've done things like where I have to scrub in, you're scrubbed in. Mm-hmm. And like, you are like, have a camera over some guy's open orifice and you're like uh, filming what? and doing surgery yeah i've done that i mean they, they do do that shit yeah yeah 100 yeah, i've been in a few hospitals and the, 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 i've never thought about that like i've never as i'm watching a video like that i've never who's thought the guy filming yeah, who, yeah, 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 yeah who's this guy Me. holding the camera <laughs> <laughs> he's in the yeah. back like this yeah. <sighs> they pay great those jobs yeah but yeah. the problem is is that they're they're miserable and grueling because a lot of times mm. you have to realize some surgeries are 12 hours Ugh. right right so yeah you're in there with the fucking surgeon like everyone's hours. tired right yeah um and then you have to scrub in you can't really move a lot I, because like in, and then you're like i've done hazmat suit stuff where i'm filming mm-hmm. like you know yeah inside i've, I've shot like micro micro computer centers where i'm like in bunny suits and wow. like yeah so yeah. it's fun because it's stuff i've never done mm-hmm. but it's miserable when you do once you do it once yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i'm saying like you do it once you're like wow well, it was cool you do it twice and like why the fuck am i here yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. um yeah. but it, it corporate jobs pay and i think they pay because of misery it's like a misery yeah. fee yeah. like i'm miserable here so you got to pay me more than how much i normally get paid yeah that's true yeah. that was what we just worked on um we just made like a like a wavelength video like it was just the like we recorded the audio but then put it the like, wave and after yes yeah yeah and we said troponin wrong and like published out the whole thing and she's like oh no we have to re-record this it's uh, it's because we yeah. said we said troponin which is like a medicine i guess uh-huh. she's like no it's troponin no, i'm troponin. like fuck yeah why you were there when we recorded it why why didn't you say nothing why didn't you say anything yeah horrible i i and, and in my job and, and a lot of the things i do for corporate job it's a lot of legal so it's, it's mm-hmm. very similar yeah. like like if if let's say for example there's a another company that i really can't name but We'll film with like a corporate CEO of one company mm. and they'll say something and then afterwards be like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And they'll be like, wow. they'll be like, can the whole video. Wow. And then we'll be like, I don't care personally. Like yeah. they can can it because I'm <laughs> right. getting paid regardless. Right. Yeah. But you start to think like, oh, like that's yeah. crazy. You have to reshoot that. Yeah. You know what right. Saying? Right. Um, or I'll give you another one. This is like less like y'all definitely going to hit me with the uh, poor you. But like there'll be a situation <laughs> where like I'll fly to like... There was a, a year or so ago, we flew to Versailles, mm. to France, mm-hmm. and we went out there for a shoot with this corporate company, and we got set up, we worked, put everything up, and then we get a call, they canceled it. 
What? Yeah. Wow. So like, I'll be like, we're like in the middle of France now, and there's like, they just canceled the whole shoot. Wow. And I mean, I don't give a fuck because I'm getting paid and I'm out yeah. in France. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, that gets tiring. Like, it's cool yeah. to do that. It like, it's fun when you're starting to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when you realize like, I have a life at my house, and there's like things that I had to do in mm-hmm. order for me to come here. Yep. And mm-hmm. you're like, come on. Yeah. And I, I don't have any children or, or like a, a family like mm-hmm. that. But I know that some of my friends that do that with me that have kids, they like. They're like, yo, yeah. like, I could be home with my fucking time. kids right, right now. I'm just right. paying a fucking babysitter. Yeah. Right. And they're happy because they're getting paid. Like, we're all mm. getting paid. Decent right. Yeah, but there's right. no but meaning they, behind it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, now I didn't even actually do anything here. Mm. Like, right. this didn't have to happen. Right. And they get pretty upset. Me, I like, a lot of the time when I was doing this, I was a single guy. Yeah. Like, when I was filming all these, so I'm like, ah, I, I'm chilling. Like, yeah. what's up? Let's go fucking explore this country. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. But... Like, even now, like, I'm in a relationship now. If that was to happen, I'd be kind of tight. Because mm. I'd be like, oh, I could be spending t- time with my girl. I'd be spending time. Like, sure. the things that I'd rather be doing that are more fulfilling to me than for me to go to a country that I didn't even plan for. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, right. it's it, it can get frustrating. Are there any people or companies, and it could be aspirational or even attainable, like, you know, you could work with these people. Are there any people that you want to work with? Um, Like, on a bucket list type thing? I definitely have a bucket list for, like filmmaking like okay. so like i want to one of my biggest things is so next next year i just got word recently that next year a uh, netflix series that i had uh, co-dp'd is going to be released oh, nice. um, oh. that's going to be pretty fun it's uh it's called unnatural selection um i don't know too many details about that but when it does get released that like that my bucket list is that's a piece of my bucket list okay. like to, to have worked on a netflix series and for have that piece to get released and then i can i can go on my tv go to netflix and watch something that i shot fire that's yeah so that's that's a bucket list thing that i'm knocking off um but it all depends. Like, if I'm talking about, like, just film, mm-hmm. I would love to work with Quentin Tarantino one day. Like, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite mm-hmm. directors. Um, Which one am I going to say, nigger? <laughs> every character. Every single one. Every character. And he's going to be in my it, man, saying it, too. My, yes. He'll make sure he writes himself into yes. it. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's unfortunate, man. But the thing is, it, his movies is good. Regardless. Yeah, they're like, good, it's, man. They're so fucking good. Um, and I have... Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm kind of like blanking right now, but mm-hmm. I definitely know I do. I, I think about it every once in a while that I do. But now, when it comes to like the culture, like things that I want to film that are within where, like, I come from and and my background and me integrating that into my career, mm-hmm. uh, a huge bucket list thing for me. And what I've been trying to work on very slowly is that I have a script that I had uh, that I'm writing about oh. about. Like it's a it's a series that I want to try to pitch to Netflix one day, and I would love to get like Rosario Dawson to come in and to help me produce it, or wow. um, Zoe Saldana. Like like there's a few people that I, I I know that like are great producers and specifically want to produce content for like black and Hispanics that come from like the New York area, and mm-hmm. I know that like the piece that I'm trying to write and put together mm-hmm. one day is gonna be on Netflix. So like it's gonna happen. It's just about inevitably oh. like just, mm-hmm. just when is it gonna happen. Have you been writing for a while? Like, is this so that script that that's I just intense mentioned, to do? Right? It it's intense when you do it. <laughs> I haven't done it that <laughs> long, but I have I have like thirty two pages, um, which I need a lot more for like a pilot so that I can cut it down thirty two. So when you're writing a script, a page is a minute. Okay, that's how okay. you have to look at it. Okay, so like thirty two pages, thirty two minutes. Um, I still got to cut that down and write more quality. My goal is that I want to get other writers to help me because I'm not necessarily like a classical writer. Yeah. And I would love people to give me some more eyes on it and to kind of consult with people. Uh, specifically, um, a big thing for me is to consult with uh, 
some women writers mm. that have the perspective of a woman and there's some really sensitive topics in there from my own experiences and experiences of women that I know from from just me growing up that mm. I'm writing about in that that I need them to kind of co-sign for me to like is this accurate to what a woman would feel in these situations and mm. things like that so it's it is intense and uh, I've been writing for a while I just haven't written recently like gotcha. it's been a, like I took a whole trip overseas for me to write and I literally never mm. wrote right oh <laughs> damn I didn't write I didn't write once not once. Damn. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Are you? Um, do you have any like big up and coming projects that you can talk about? Um, I'm going to China for in in two weeks for about a week and change. No, I'm going out there to film like a corporate piece. So, no, <laughs> <laughs> nothing I can talk about. Uh, okay. What's oh no? Um, next week I'm filming. Uh, this is something that more so like like. Like folks like us would probably be more interested in hearing, like in terms of like a fun project. But I'm shooting um uh, a car test with Elliot Wilson and Ari Lennox. Dope. So yeah, I might have an exclusive on that because no one knows that that's happening. Nice. Dope. Yeah. So uh, a car test with Ari Lennox and Elliot Wilson and a rapper over with Khalid. So, okay, what are some? I guess. If I went on YouTube and I watched a video, yeah, what would be some things that it would be a, I guess, like a surprise to me that you worked on that I wouldn't know that you were behind the scenes in that? Because I feel like you know when people are behind the scenes, you don't know. Yeah, almost uh, like seventy percent of what you see that comes out of title. Okay. So a lot of that stuff, a lot of people. Don't, I'll be honest with you, anything that I shot that you watch, you would be surprised because I don't talk about nothing that I do. Gotcha. It's the first time I'm actually on a platform talking about this stuff that I do. I don't even like to post it like that. Yeah. Like that's not I'm I'm really pretty pretty much a private person for the stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. But um like I've shot a KY jelly commercial. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yo, you would shoot. Yeah. Oh <laughs> so like like if, like if you ever have an ad in the front of a video about uh-huh. KY jelly, that might be one that I shot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um a Radio Shack commercial. Oh, uh, there was a Super Bowl commercial that I worked on a while ago, a few years ago. I don't know if you guys remember when like the dude was like meeting Don Cheadle and a llama, the Budweiser commercial. Okay. No. Worked on that. Yeah, this is, this is, it's exactly. not relevant now, but that was like mm-hmm. when I, that released. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that I worked on. There's stuff that I worked on and I forget that I worked on. You know, like, oh, that that's I'm like, I forgot that I worked impressive. on. Impressive. Yeah. If you ever, yeah. you ever been in a hotel, you guys ever stay at any of the, the Starwood hotels? Mm mm. Starwood? No. Yeah, like uh, the W, uh, oh, no, no, Weston. No, no. uh, I'm broke, man. I'm broke. I'm, yeah. Any of those hotels, basically, <laughs> if you go, if you stay at those hotels, you turn on the TV, you know how they play videos yeah, yeah. about yeah. the hotel? All those videos. Okay. I've like shot all those videos. Like, what a company that, that produces all of those. I've worked on all those videos. So gotcha. Like, there's a ton of shit that I've worked on that I'm like, oh yeah. shit, I forgot I worked on that. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I'm, this nigga's living life. No cool. idea that I worked on that. At the, but you know, it's, it's crazy. It's like, you're like, it's real fun when you start doing it, but then it starts to not become work because I enjoy what I do tremendously. Mm. But it's like, uh, it's um, you get kind of numb to it. Mm-hmm. And that's why okay. I try to do different things and have more fun. Like, that's right. why I work on a lot of the stuff with Title and a lot of stuff mm-hmm. with Live Nation and these companies because I'm like, all right, this is different. Yeah. Like, they yeah. may not, they may not, you know, um, pay as much as a corporate gig, but I'm like, no, this is this is still fun. You know, like, yeah. I used to so, be around some dope yeah. people and people that I can relate to more. And I feel like you are a person who. How do I say this? Like, you care about the culture, and I feel like you want to give, not give back, but like contribute to it. A hundred percent. That's a conversation I had before I started working on those projects, and it just like the universe manifested it for me. Mm. I was getting Mm -hmm. really frustrated with the fact that I was working on all these corporate shoots, and the thing is, is that it 
you listen to my podcast and you're like, I sound like a different person. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. this isn't my personality usually on a podcast. But like, I, I, I worked really hard to not be as ignorant as I used to be. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I'm saying? So like, I worked really hard to, to be able to, to speak a little bit more professionally and to be able to um, communicate really well. And my communication skills are way better than they ever used to be. So like, I get really frustrated when I'm working on a lot of these corporate shoots and I'm surrounded by white people. Mm. And okay. um, it, get, get it. it gets me frustrated because I, I like every day I'm experiencing a situation where I'm either stereotyped or I'm like, uh, uh, you have like a white person make a joke and call you Mexican. And like, mm. you're like, uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like a, a passive aggressive. They think it's funny because it's yeah, normal yeah, to them. Yeah, but yeah. to me, I'm like, yo, dog, relax. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd I knock you the fuck out. Pretty much. If I not, wasn't paid. Oh, the, <laughs> and the thing is about it is that the good thing is, is that I'm, I am so unafraid. I've, I've, I've been on the lowest part of failing that I'm so unafraid of failing because I know I could win no matter what. Mm-hmm. So like, I always say how I feel mm-hmm. when I'm in these corporate environments. Like, I always say how I feel. Like, if I feel like I'm being shitted on, I'm like, yo, dog, relax, mm-hmm. calm down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it'll go, it'll go from all right, no problem. To, yo, bro, yeah, <laughs> right. tone it down. Right. So like, there's there's a, a huge thing with like I was getting really uncomfortable working on these corporate shoots too much mm-hmm. because I was like I'm around people that I do not relate to. Right. Like yeah. I really don't relate to them. Like like. Don't get me wrong. Just because I don't relate to them doesn't mean that I can't enjoy their company. Mm-hmm. Like, but I don't relate. They don't come from where I come from. Mm-hmm. They don't gotcha. come from the same ilk. They're not cut from the same cloth. So mm-hmm. it gets a little uncomfortable being in that too much. So mm-hmm. I, I remember having a conversation with my boy Mar, and me and him are, are cut from a very similar cloth. And I'm like, yo, bro, I gotta get back into getting involved with things with the culture. Like, I'm starting to feel a little disconnected. Yeah. And just by the grace of the universe, yo, the, that shit. Like, all of a sudden, I got tied in working with Title. And okay. I got tied into shooting That's all the for Live Nation, and it's a, it, it it just manifested because I think that my whatever whatever I start to focus on that shit happens. So like okay. that's just what ended up happening. And then now it feels a little more satisfying. I get frustrated mm-hmm. from time to time. It's a headache. But it's definitely more satisfying for my soul because I'm like, all right, I'm a part of something that I relate to. And then when right. I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, I, I feel that. Right. right. Versus right. like listening to a consultant talk about the, you know, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. commodities in South yeah. America. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That right. sounds like trash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, bro, this was, this was dope. It was dope to hear your story. I don't think, you know, a lot of people... I've heard, you know, not yeah. at all. Appreciate y'all, man. Facts. Um, I didn't expect this. I, 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 I know, I know. Yeah, I know. We're about to get ignorant, so I was just, I'm, I'm walking <laughs> Yo, in slowly. Pause. I hope y'all put this at the end, right? Like, <laughs> like this whole serious ass interview. You know what I'm saying? Because no, you know, I my like ignorance now draws the people in. Now you know? I wanted the people to see the real you. All right, so we're gonna talk our shit, man. So, all right, my my boy sent me a video not too long ago. He's like, "Yo, you guys should talk about this," and it was about uh, initiating sex. And, you know, it's it's almost a proven fact that men usually initiate sex. Yeah. All right. But, like, would you be cool, like, if your girl wants to initiate it? Like, would you prefer if she did it? I think I think prefer is a strong word. Okay. Like, I, it's not that I would prefer. It's just cool for it to happen. Like, you would want it to happen, yeah. like, from this time is, to this, time. This is wild timely. Me and my girl were speaking about this. No, uh-huh. I'm dead serious. Like we had a whole conversation. This yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I apologize. And the truth I, comes I, out. I apologize. Nah, nah, but it, it's it's uh it's a uh, I think absolutely, and I think it has less to do with the sex, more to do with the wanting to feel desired. Yep. You know okay. what I'm saying? Mm. So like, I think it's not about it's not it's not like I don't I don't want I wouldn't want like the woman that I'm with to initiate sex strictly because I just want to fuck because I'm horny because yeah, I may yeah. not be horny at that moment right. but it feels good to feel feel wanted yeah and mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times because of these roles that we have in society or it, it, it can get deeper than that but I'm gonna stay a little surface I think that 
the roles in society that women feel like that they are the passive person and the man is the aggressive person and the man mm. should be the one to initiate it. So I think women grow up not even being awkward to do it. Yeah. They don't know how to initiate it because they were never taught to mm-hmm. be the person to initiate it. I, I yeah. also think men are afraid to say what you said and, and just tell a woman like, yo, I would like to feel desired too. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, like men, we we in that, like you said, the roles, we in that like masculinity you thing be where we're like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. tell you that I need to be yeah. desired. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So we put it in words that sound mad, vulgar, and manly. What's and up? You like, gonna suck not, my dick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Yeah. It's like, like you're gonna suck itself. What's yeah. up? We, we, don't know how, we don't know how to put it in the right terms. So my we're just like, like... You don't talk like that. Yeah, like we, that. <laughs> <laughs> I but, don't. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting though. Is asking right. for a dick appointment initiating sex? Not mm. Asking for a dick appointment means that you hey, got a fuck buddy. Hank, can we make this dick appointment? My girl don't have to ask for a dick appointment. Like, if, mm. if it's your man, it's not a dick appointment. It's I'll see you at home. Or, like, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, that is initiating sex, but at the same time, it's different when you're in a relationship. Yeah. You know, Can't like, relate. you don't, <laughs> like, I don't think when you're in a relationship, you making, you. I mean, yes, you do make dick appointments because it'll be like, all right, Saturday, we're going to drop, you know, so-and-so off and then. I'm speaking from the yeah you the, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, are. No, no, no. family man I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm speaking from the perspective of having a, a child like Saturday I got so, I got they just want to speak come on like you can you can schedule time is basically what I'm saying right you can schedule time but you stupid all right, nigga. Sayer and his girl walked out to the car. Sayer was like, fuck. This again. <laughs> this again My man went out with knee pads. Okay. <laughs> now, just to go back to what you were saying, though, all right, you make a dick appointment. He shows up or you show up, whatever. Somebody still got to start it. I feel like if I initiate the dick appointment, then I should initiate the sex because I was the one who who tried to make the, who scheduled the shit so just to kind of create the separation again for this situation mm-hmm. is that you express a desire mm-hmm. which is dope right that's an ego stroke mm-hmm. and I think a lot of women forget that men need an ego stroke mm-hmm. men need that ego stroke it's important mm-hmm. because what happens is, is it keeps passion so yeah. you initiated that desire by mm-hmm. letting them know like I desire you mm-hmm. he's gonna initiate it Right. Regardless now, because you already set that fire up, right? right. You started the ember. So mm-hmm. now because you're letting them know, like, yo, I want you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Green light. Here I come. So you got me. Without that without knowing that there's Literally. a desire there, like yeah. let's say if you were just like, hey, do you want to hang out? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And let's yeah. say if you didn't take that for you wanting that to have sex, and then y'all met, y'all might be both sitting on the couch mad awkward for like 20 minutes. <laughs> Until you yeah. initiate. Yeah. But if you make I feel like I feel like if you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm laughing because we all been there. Like, like I, I, I should like whip it out or I see why, what you're why, saying. Because I feel like if you I feel like if you make the dick appointment though, then you already know what's up. Like uh, you come in the yeah, room, you already a, know. Implied, yeah. It also depends on the rapport you have with that person. Like if every oh, yeah. time you ever met y'all fuck, you just saying I want to hang out is Implied, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still ask for verbal consent, fellas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Don't get caught you. up out here. Please and thank you. But oh, it's no, nah, I think it's I think it's super important. I think it's really important in relationships yeah. specifically because we lose sight that we lose sight of this idea that we need to express a desire for our partners. Yeah. And getting complacent in that can really ruin a dynamic in a relationship because the person then starts to like we talk about insecurities a lot in relationships and we mm-hmm. talk about how insecure we are and we 
a lot of the times we like to blame people for their insecurities, saying, yo, you're insecure. Like a lot, like it's a huge narrative online with men. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, that, yo, dude's just insecure. He's mm-hmm. just mad insecure, mm-hmm. right? And we, we attack them for being insecure, not recognizing that there's, it's insecurity is a symptom. It's okay. Of yeah. something. Yeah. It's a symptom. Mm-hmm. So like, where's that insecurity coming from? Why right. do you feel insecure? It, it, it could be a self problem. A lot of it is internal, mm-hmm. but is it like, what is, if you're in a relationship, what is your partner doing to maybe help you and alleviate yeah. some of that? And if you have a partner that's making you feel like you're not desired and that you constantly have to chase them, you find yourself in a position where you're starting to think like, damn, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that men don't like to talk about that a lot. They like to, mm-hmm. they because men like to put on this facade that they are the shit, yeah. they're the best, they swing the best dick, they do the best, you know what I'm saying? And if they, once they let that down, then they're putting this, themselves in a position where they're vulnerable and where they feel like they can be that guy the rapper's talking about fucking his bitch. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's just, it's, it's, yo, women. <laughs> Do better. <laughs> Do better. Oh, shit. I hear you, son. Um, nah, I uh, I tell my wife that from time to time. Like, like I can kind of tell when like she wants me to. Yeah, and like, but there are sometimes I'm just like, you know, just being vulnerable. It's just like, yo, all right, maybe she ain't feeling me right now. Right. Maybe I, I'll be sitting, like, nah, I put the, I put a little spray on and all that. <laughs> like, she gotta know. She yeah. gotta be all right. Maybe I'm not as attractive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like she gonna got go a lot through. Going on in your head, yeah, bro. like shit. Like I be thinking, like, damn, she really don't want. She could. T- I put the silkies on too. <laughs> <laughs> I be saying, like, damn, nothing. All right, I, I guess. So like, we've had like that discussion. Yeah, you know what I mean. And there's been times when she's just like, all right, I'll just you know jump on it. Yeah, but it's like it's usually just like me. Just like you know, I test the waters. Okay. You're in dirty. She smacked the hand off. She smacked the hand off. Oh, shit is lit. Yeah. <laughs> there was no resistance. It's time to enter. <laughs> <time. laughs> <time. laughs> <time. laughs> <time. laughs> it's time. Yo. Well, fuck you guys. I'm the only one that would do it. Huh? <laughs> no, no, no. All right. You no, I knew, but you, 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 right. you, you stepping on the ledge, brother. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. What you would like, like, see how you're doing that? Mm. Women be way more passive. Because yeah. a woman, like, what you think is initiating and what they think is initiating be mad different. Because mm-hmm. a woman, like, for a woman initiating will be, like, looking at you. Yeah. And you'll be like, yeah. like bitch, what are you, are you looking okay? at right now? Yeah, yeah like, what, is, what are you looking at right <laughs> now? She's, not like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you, you at me, though. She's like, you at me, though. She's like, you at like, at me, though. I don't, like, I don't, like, that's not, like, I don't get it. This is, I'm, I'm not telepathic. I don't understand. Uh, and then on top of that, a lot of time, men, men initiate when they're horny, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, like or, like, when you, like, because a lot of times, and I, I'll speak for, like, even me right now in my relationship, I'll look at my girl, and, like, whenever I look at her, and I, all I got to do is look at her long enough where I'm mm. like, God. Damn, like yeah. mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm now on. You're horny, yeah. That's it. And me looking at her isn't my initiation. Yeah. That was me initiating myself. I yeah, turned yeah. my shit on, right? <laughs> yeah. And then after that, I'm I'm probably gonna go and try to wrap my arms around her. Something I'm gonna right. initiate it in mm-hmm. that way. Right. Women think it's just like that. I'm just looking at you. I'm gonna give them the look. And Half the time to look don't compute. Like, what's no, what especially at? if your girl got resting bitch face, yeah. right? Because now she's looking at you and she already got like a deep she Yeah, she thinks she's swooning the fuck out of you. No, but really, she's like, 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 <laughs> like, what the fuck, like, what did the fuck I, do? I do? And her, and, and her mind, had, like, at the, the top and the bottom half of the scene is getting fogged out. Colors is changing. She's like, she, she she's in a love up. story. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she's in a love story. Her Rose brain. petals like a Snapchat filter is passing by and shit. You there, like you there, like yo. Did I forget to fucking? What I picked did I, up the clothes. Yeah. Did I say I would do something and I didn't do it today? Or no, no. no we got One thing that ain't happening. I ain't getting hard. That's. <laughs> 
That's you try to see if I blink first? <laughs> but no, but for or even if it's like more, let's say a physical, more subtle thing, right? Mm-hmm. And Sherry, maybe you can like let me know. But you seem like a way more uh, uh, assertive woman than most women, to mm-hmm. be honest. But like a lot of women will do things passively in a physical way. So like to them, it'll be like, I don't, I don't know. It'll be like like the butt nudge. Like y'all be laying in bed and they poke their I ass hate to it. you. I hate it. And you're like, yo, like, honestly, why can't you just like start? Yeah. Top just, stick, me off? just stick your hand <laughs> in there. Like, oh, you joking. Like, I'll just, 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 <laughs> you see, there we go. This is why we are labeled the way yeah, that we, we are, go. bro. That's true. Now, but you know romantic as fuck. You know what it is? It's wild romantic. I can see that on the card right now. We use some wild terminology when we when in regards to sex (laughs) and talk with each other. Though I don't, I would never say that to my girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in your head, like even the thought. For hand in that situation, don't you? You, it's rude. How do you? How do you? Because I don't do it. How do you? Just to look down the. <laughs> now, well, all right. I think it progressively changed as we got older. Because <laughs> yeah. when I was younger, it'd be from kissing, like kind of a little push. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the, the, it's just like a little push where yeah. you're just like, you know, you're kissing. A you're little pressure like, behind the neck. Yeah. Uh, and it's not even enough to actually move. So them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so just like, it's like, yeah. And then, <laughs> I guess yeah, that was like, locks okay, up, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay, he's pushing me then. All right, cool. Yeah. You just got to let them go. If, the they, if they go, it's consent. If yeah. they don't, don't push again. Just let go. It was just like one. All right. Put it back on the shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> but I think as I got an old, like that's teenage shit, right? Like at least yeah. for me, if y'all do that now, y'all y'all child. You're trash. But I think as an adult now, I think it's more so like I I, I have done it. I normally say put your mouth on it. That's what I. Say. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't because I'm thinking that how else would you ask? Like it depends on how nasty it is yeah, at that moment, yeah, right? Because yeah, 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 like yeah. let's say if I'm like yeah. on some real nasty shit, like we kissing and I'm spitting in mouths and shit, I'm like suck my. Th-, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah, it can get like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think if we're talking about like the initiating part. No, so, now yeah. let's say if you're in foreplay mode. Right, right, right. It it depends again on what the situation is. If it's a relationship, I'm going to create a situation for reciprocation. Mm-hmm. So I'll eat some pussy to get my dick sucked. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. mm-hmm. we're in a relationship. Like I like mm-hmm. it's nothing. Like right, what's right, up? Right. Like I wanna I wanna please you. Yep. And by reciprocation, you're gonna wanna please me. And that's how I I'll say like it's lead by example. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> lead by example. Like right. that's it. Like I'm leading by example. <laughs> that's it. Like I'm a good those are leadership traits. You know? Right. Um what 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 is what are some of your uh pet peeves when it comes to like the opposite sex it doesn't have to i mean we could say pet peeves during sex i love too, that you delve into this on my girl right there mm-hmm. like, i i i i said the opposite. Like, i do that did you I, hear the last part I, I just said the opposite sex i didn't say your girl i'm trying to well at this point I he has yeah, to talk about her what are you about? i can't because now he talks right about now. another well, bitch she's like so that she does oh, she true. doesn't have to have any of the pet peeves you, you, come on man okay. i'm trying to set you up absolutely thank you <laughs> now you just say all the shit that she doesn't do and okay. this way she knows she I'm about does. to say everything she does do you ready <laughs> oh, y'all forgot who y'all got on the podcast <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. <laughs> nigga started off like damn you wait until my girl I'm about to flame <laughs> no, I was just saying you threw me the alley-oop to just create drama I love it like that's, that's it let's go uh, so my biggest pet peeves when it comes sexually or just generally it can both. be both let's go up both. to you how far you want to go I I think um, sexually, you posturing over there. I see your shoulders moving like I'm afraid. Uh, <laughs> I did shoulders today. Um, no, I think uh, if sexually, I think a big thing is just the lack of initiation, like a lack mm. of, of, of expressing mm. desire. That's mm. a huge thing for me. Mm. And that's something that we spoke about. And I'm, I'm like, it's, it's a conversation that me and her have had before. Mm. Um, and I think that just comes from 
I also think a love language thing too, right? Okay. Yeah, so that's big. Yeah. It's just about how do you express you versus how do I express me, and mm. I shouldn't expect you to express how I express. Mm. Um, and I think another pet, like just general pet peeves, and and I, I'm someone that's been in relationships for like I've I've been in long term relationships where I've lived with someone and everything mm. along those lines. Mm. Things that annoy me are, um, when like women will use the bathroom and put it in the trash can that put a toilet paper in the trash can and not in the toilet what oh. who does the that fuck yeah kind of shit is that yeah, no, no, that's crazy because he seems happy right now so I'm sure it's yeah. not yeah. Yo. <laughs> no, no, no like that's a thing and I know I know like that's a, a pet peeve that's not that's something I've also had conversations with my friends about before mm. like that they've been women that do that too what yeah. who raised these ladies that's gotta be a, that's a, I think that's a thing for anybody another, another pet peeve is Using the bathroom with the door open. Okay. I'm kind of... I'm kind of with you there. I'm yeah. kind of with you there. That's a pet peeve for me. I've gotten used to it, though. Like, leaving the door open type... It, yeah. I mean, I guess. I, I, it just, it's like, uh, come on. Why you got to use it with I the door open? I can't do that because one of my kids are going to run it. It won't even be my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there, uh, Caleb, like, Dad! I'm like, fuck, nigga. See, yeah. I like privacy when I'm going to the... Like, when I'm using the restroom. Yeah. I like privacy. My mm. wife doesn't. She really don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but like in my mind, even if I'm just going to piss, like I'm closing and locking the door because I know she is going to just walk in because she's comfortable and she thinks that I should be just as comfortable. And yeah. I'm used to it now. But that is like one of my pet peeves. Like, yo, I'm pissing my dick is out. This is not yeah. a sexual mm. moment. Like I'm very vulnerable right yeah. now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm very vulnerable. And she'll just come in and, <laughs> and run the water and start brushing her teeth. And I'm just here dick out. Yeah, and you're, you're pissing yeah. soft. And like, it's, it's, just, yeah, 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 it's, it's yeah. not the most it's flattering situation. It's different when a woman is sitting on it. You're not seeing nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's just sitting on the toilet and she's doing yeah. either or. And you being in there, it's like, whatever, you're sitting down. I don't have to see nothing. Me, my dick is in my hand and I'm just like, okay, hey, you mm. brush, you, when you got to be at the house, nine? Yeah. All right, yeah, cool. Your thigh's about to get splashed. You I got about, I, yeah, it's, it's like, I got, I got about 20 more seconds in here. You you good? All right. I'm, all right. I've, this is just like I've awkward. gotten used to it because we usually wake up around the same time for like going to work. Yeah. But the one thing I hate, because y'all know when we wake up in the morning, sometimes you can't control that shit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, like, you know it's coming, you just be like, all right, just, just, oh shit okay. you adjust yourself yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean sometimes that shit will you know whatever yeah. so like I'm okay cause I know I'm gonna clean this shit up once yeah, I'm yeah, done yeah. but like she'll I be there I always wipe the seat when I use the bathroom yeah, yeah I do regardless. it all the time yeah. even but, if that shit don't get on I'll just wipe it yep, top and but yeah. I hate like she'll come in just start brushing her teeth and she's like wow really and I'm just like I can't control this mm. like what the fuck you want me and now I'm pissing I'm angry it ain't full uh, stream and all I, I I'm not gonna front side. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to do you dirty like this, but that doesn't happen to me, bro. You shit don't. I don't. I don't go. Right. I, I've. I've. Maybe when I was a little younger, but I'm trying to think of the last time I had to go really bad, which is often. And I've gotten about in the to bathroom. Say, niggas, starting this keto shit, nigga. But, but what I'm. But what I'm saying, I'm trying to think of the last time I got in the bathroom and I couldn't aim before popping. Like I. I nigga, normally get my hands stream never split I, I'm a, from time to time. Well, a split stream. Is, I know what you're talking about. No, I, before, split, I'm not saying stream. I wake up every morning. No, 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 no. I know what you're saying. I just, I does, it doesn't happen. But All I know right. what you're talking Sire about. Sire be having wet dreams. When the pre come, yeah, pre come up and shit. Yeah, shit, your shit. Oh, after after, I won't after doubt you it. nut, yeah, just, I won't doubt it. That happens. That happens all the time when for me after I nut. Nigga. And it's important only after you, you nut. Only after you nut, and you sit for a little. Right, right. Because if it's like right after yeah, you nut, you go right yeah, to the bathroom. Exactly. It don't happen. But it's there. Like yeah, it's, yeah, it just I don't know creates a, a, a new nigga. fucking flow. residual nut. Thank you guys. I just, found out, <laughs> I just found out I'm a nasty nigga. Thank you guys. I mean, I mean, that's it. 
It's okay. Shit. Cherry, you got any pet peeves of, uh, for the opposite sex? And again, this doesn't have to be... Um, like sexual or just, just generally. I hate like, when I ask questions and they don't answer them. Oh, so she I hates I feel us. like... Yeah, I do. Um... Yeah, I just hate when I ask, like, when I'm texting a question and, like... Oh, yeah, she threw us right into it. My women friends do not do that. They always text. If I ask, I can say, I can send, I can say, hey, how are you? And I can be like, today I did X, Y, Z. Hey, are you going to here on Friday? My women friends will text me back and say, hey, girl, I'm fine. Oh, have fun. Yeah, I'm doing this, that, and third. But, like, if I text a nigga one question, like... What you want to eat? They'll be like, "Hey, how are you?" And it's like, <laughs> "My nigga, I just asked you, what do you want to eat?" Yeah, <sighs> it, it, we're it, sorry. It like we are sorry. Like we apologize. <laughs> my my yeah. thing is, is just like I, I don't it. I don't talk to anybody that much. So like, she'll ask something, and sometimes like I'll see it pop up. But I'm in the middle, so I'm like, right, I'm gonna get back to him yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And then two hours went by, and then she's like, "Wow, you niggas is ignoring me." It's just like, no, shit, because I, then they will write back in the chat yeah. on. Mad other shit, and I'm like, yo, I asked you a fucking question. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you an example of me doing this to Sayer. Mm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and 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 just the fact that it's like yeah you know like it's just i, I seen it and that was mm. that like so you text me and said to have uh, a survivor story ready mm. mm-hmm. i seen it and i was like i gotta respond to it i put my phone down and i forgot completely and oh, geez, I, I have it completely mm. and i didn't do it intentionally no I only remembered that I did it when I seen your text this morning. I was like, oh, I never answered <laughs> yeah. that. But it's like, it's now an unintentional thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's it's just a, yeah. you know, if it's a direct question, they nah, just might not like texting you, yo, I'm just getting I to guess. that. <laughs> I guess that's I'm ready for you to just say <laughs> piece of shit. There's a lot of niggas who don't like But you're not the me. only person. Like, like yeah, Jay yeah, has yeah. hit me. I do that too. And I'll get back to Jay like a day and a half later. Like, damn, bro, my bad. Yeah, it's this. Yeah. Nigga, I just did it to you the other day. Yeah, exactly. You, nigga you, was just nigga, like, damn, you my sent fault. me something. And I came back and I was like, ha ha, yeah, I'm three, I'm three years late. Bro. It's not, it's not about, it's not about responding to a text. Yeah. It's just ignoring the question. Yeah. Like, Ignoring the question and texting me back some other shit. No. Uh, Unless from these niggas, no, I'm talking about in general, like from other people. But from these niggas, I'll have to ask the question again. Yeah. But like other people, it'll be like, all right, fuck it. Like I'm not even, whatever. I'm old, Cherry. Whatever. Whatever. That would annoy me too. That's fair enough. But it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen with my female friends though. Yeah. It doesn't happen with any women. That's It's just only men. That only happens with men. You want to think why would that happen with women? I think I think you know what it is. Like men are visual people, so like I don't like texting generally. Mm-hmm. So if you ask me a question in person, I'll answer. Mm-hmm. Right, no mm-hmm. problem. You text it to me, but I feel like I feel I'm like, liable to be like. If I ask you a question in person, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like it's like we're gonna be sitting here and I'm gonna be like, "Hey, do you want to movies tomorrow?" And you be like, "Yeah, that snowstorm the other day was wicked." Yeah, like so that's why you not gonna happen. They exactly. don't answer the I, phone. I definitely don't. I don't do phone they calls. will not answer uh-huh. the phone. They will look at it, ignore it, and say, hey, what's up? Or do a yeah. voice note. Yeah. I'm not sending these niggas voice Listen, notes. It's going to take me a while Listen, to get to that, too. I've known Jay now for probably about 10 years. We spoke on the phone about five times. Yeah, it's not many. Yeah. Now, granted, we link up a lot. Yeah. But like, if I, if I call him, it's for like, so, like the last time I called him was for the live show. And it was when like I had the idea go. for it. Yeah. Oh, so, what? So, so nigga, it wasn't it. even like we were like, "Yo, we gotta go do this." This. I was just like, "Yo, I spoke to this person. It's gonna cost this much." Blah blah blah. And he was just like, "I right, bet." I was like, "I didn't want to text you all of this." Yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah, the only yeah. reason why I called him, bro. I think that was the last time that I called Jay. See, I'm a phone kind of person. Me I'm more too. likely like if you let's say if someone texted me a question, I mm. called them. Oh, I'm wow. one of those people. You want to know why? If you know it's gonna be a lengthy response, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to call you to be like, yes, I do want to go see John Wick 3. Oh, no, no. You know no. what I mean? <laughs> well, it depends. Because honestly, if somebody texts me like, yo, you want to go see the, go to the movies, I'll call them like, yo, when are you trying to go to the movies, bro? Like, uh, I just want to get this over with. Just, mm, I got you. Yeah. Because, got yo, you. for some reason, texting takes mad emotional energy for me, yo. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, yeah. oh, I fucking got to like and also, engage my hands and shit. And I'd be driving a lot. Like, I ain't trying to text, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know? And then sometimes you just like, like kind of peace. So like a phone call gets it done with, right, right, and there's right. no complaining that can happen. Like yo, you, you know, so it's just like you get it done with. That's it, you're done. Yeah, and it's crazy how quick like a conversation could get broken and turn into a three day conversation when one person like us just looks at it and says, "I'm gonna respond, but I'm driving." So when I get where I'm going, I'm gonna respond to going yeah. to see John Wick three. You get where you're going, you never respond. Next thing you know, the whole weekend goes by, and it's like, <laughs> "Oh shit, are we still going to see the movie?" Yeah, no, we're exactly. not because you like, never fucking responded to me. Just like, no, you didn't see my review on yeah. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let me ask you a question. Is there, um, is there a way, is there one way, Lana, close your ears. Is there one way <laughs> to get your dick sucked? Like, I feel like, because I was thinking about pet peeves, like my sexual pet peeves. Mm-hmm. And I hate when I got niggas eating me out and they don't go inside. But okay. I feel like is that a me preference? Is that a, or them it's preference? Going, it's Go probably a you with preference. their tongue or with yes, their fingers. With their tongue. I, it's a uh-huh. you preference that you like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That because but, I think so there's I a lot like, of women that would be like, "This does absolutely nothing for me." Yeah, like, really? Stay on the clip. Yeah, yeah. because I, I mean, I guess there's nothing really going on in there. The nerves are on the clip. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's probably women that you would be like, nasty. "That makes no. It makes like no, you're I mean, just doing extra." So I feel like. So I feel like. It's okay. Like that's what I like. No, so I'm saying that's what I like. Yeah. But is there like I feel like there's only like okay when niggas give head they can stay on the clit they can go inside they can do both but it's like is there a way ways to give head Uh, for for niggas absolutely (laughs) yes yeah I feel like I just feel like the way I do it is the good way at the same time (laughs) yeah but yeah this so me like this absolutely pet peeves to get in head it's like you gotta be kidding me right now stop just stop (laughs) I'd rather you stop yeah you know what I mean I hate when it gets repetitive like when they're just doing the same shit after a little while I was like alright it felt good for a while but I I I think. A lot of it has to do less so with like uh, the technique. All right. Yeah. The technique is forgivable if I feel like you want to do it. Yeah. If you want to. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Look at like, being I, ambitious. I can forgive, you can forgive so much. Your lazy head is the worst, bro. Oh, when, when I, you know, listen, no one wants to get head. They feel like it's a favor. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just because okay. like, you don't want to get it. Like, yeah. There's no love you, in it at all. You don't even want to be here right now. You know what I mean? And, and what I say about work again? Yeah. Right? When you're working, like, I enjoy the work. People like yeah, that yeah, they're yeah, doing. Yeah. So I like it too. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. Like, 100%. you need to enjoy your. You're choosing to do this job. Like, you mm. volunteered for this motherfucking job. Right. So, love this motherfucking job <laughs> right. right now. Right. If, if you're not going to enjoy it, don't do it. That's the other reason yeah. why it's so hard to try to initiate that, too. Yeah. Because then in your head, it's like, man, if she wanted to do it, she would have did it. You know right. what I mean? And now right. I'm asking her to do it, so I wonder how it's going to be. You know yeah. what I mean? Is it going to be... The problem with that is, is that, like, you're right. Yeah. And it's fucked up. It's like a catch twenty two because it's like the same logic of like the dishes. Like like mm. let's say let's say let's say if your girl don't like to do dishes, so she does the dishes bad just so you don't ask her to yeah. do the dishes. What? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she'll purposely not do the dishes good just so you won't ask her to do the dishes again. Yeah. I'm starting. To, I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Normally it's niggas that do that though. Yeah. Mm. Normally it's niggas that because they don't be wanting to watch. Okay. I, watch I, say, I, I use the woman as an example because mm. I'm a man. Mm-hmm. As in, you know, yeah. But that people. I like yeah. to wash dishes, so I guess I that's you like to wash. I like to wash. I like washing dishes. Yeah. Although, oh. although I got my first dishwasher when I was 26. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you rich. Yo. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, this is recent. This is I'm not that old. This is recent shit. And I use the fuck out of the dishwasher. It's so nice, man. Mm. Like I'll wash the dish and then put it and in the dishwasher. Okay. Like, you like rinse it. I'll sometimes I'll you get the big chunks of yeah. the hard yeah, shit. Yeah, like yeah, I'll yeah. use the sponge and get yeah, the shit off, okay. but sometimes the sponge will have soap yeah. on it, and I'll like go in a little extra. Yeah. Like all right, it's clean, but fucking I'm We're still so put it. We're so washed. I was just about yeah, to say, look yeah, how washed you are having this conversation. We went from getting head to dishwashers. Yeah. Clockwise or counterclockwise? Which I think you can do Yo. it. Give a hand and this. When I go to Bed Bath and Beyond, I love <laughs> lavender. Is it good for your hands? It is. No, there's definitely there is. Yeah, there's there's and there's what hands and no hands, right? Yeah, there's hands. I and like no hands. hands. I like when hands. Are People beautiful. like you no gotta, hands. You gotta use hands if you can't deep throat. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, otherwise, okay. you you gotta you gotta fill in that space. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean. I also think it's how you use the hand. Absolutely, because. I, you, gotta it, do, you, you could definitely use the hand wrong. Yeah, no, 100%. Number one, there's got to be a Don't lube. twist if there ain't no lube the going on. Because now all you're doing is... Now you're just hurting. You're getting Indian burn. You're Indian burn. You're getting Indian burn. Right? Like, it ain't do a, working. Do a circular stroke in yeah. motion. Don't just stay in the same... Because I'm going to become numb to that. That's why when y'all get on top yeah. and y'all just doing the same... <laughs> y'all just doing the same motion, eventually we become numb to it. And we're like, all right, we ready for you to kind of twist it up. and yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go longer. Don't just keep doing the same shit. Because it's like, all right, well... That's why I said none of the repetitive shit. Like, yeah. Sweet Switch the shit up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's- Circular strokes. Make sure there's enough lube whether you're using spit or anything else. I think women are more repetitive, even with heterosex, right? Mm. I think women are more repetitive because women in sex want you to stick to a position longer mm-hmm. because it may be mm-hmm. hitting a spot for them. So they're trying to do what they think that you would mm-hmm. like that they like, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, women women don't like when a man is like jumping from position to position yeah, yeah, because yeah. It, that one position could have been hitting right. and then you decided to change and all of a sudden it's not hitting, mm-hmm. right? And I think men switch positions because, like, maybe this one ain't hitting. Yeah, yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like I, a lot of the times I say if I'm having sex, I'd be like, I don't know if this is doing what I wanted to do. I'm going to just change positions because maybe this this next one will. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, it was hitting. I just didn't realize it was. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's I think, the same thing for head. It's a repetition because it's something that women tend to like to stay in one consistent. I think mean, sometimes I change position just to save my life. I'm like, God damn. Oh, I'm you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it, man. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. To buy time. I definitely got to buy time. Yo, my wife knows when I pop out like <laughs> like a fucking rocket and immediately start giving head, like that's how she know. Like, oh, you was getting ready to blast off, huh? You was about to come? Bro, I will. I, it'll two just minutes be like, 37. In my, in my right mind, there. it's like, in my mind, it's like, Oh shit, abort! <laughs> like you got you just yeah. you just jump out and then it's like I'm gonna do something else. Like fuck it. That shit gets crazy, bro. That's a fact. I've definitely done that before. You eat pussy, you eat mm. pussy because you're trying to kind of promote oh, yeah. the nut. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that shit is hard for me too, because I love eating pussy and I it turns me on. Yeah, so then I now too. I still gotta think of old grandmas while I'm eating the pussy. <laughs> what? Because because if I don't, I might Oh, you a different kind of nasty. You yeah. can eat pussy and nut without no actual simulation on your dick? Uh, I I, I haven't. I haven't. Mm. But all right. So how you wait? Wait. Let, let, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get graphic. You lay down like a sniper, or I lay. I lay. No, my nigga. I was getting ready to say I lay down prone like Call of Duty Four, my nigga. One leg cocked up, nigga. Like a sniper, nigga. I got the. Like I mean, and, and I'm resting on the pussy like I'm resting on the, the, the gun. You know what I mean? If I'm, if I'm real, if I'm, if I don't want to lay down, oh, just shit. lift them up to yourself and stay upright. Oh no, nah, I can't. No, 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 my nigga. I ain't in the gym enough. <laughs> Nah. Come on now, that's not even a disc. Quanta no shit, Amazon, bro. That shit ain't happening for me. I gotta lay down like a sniper, nigga. I'm five two and she's seven three, nigga. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not gonna work for me. 
But yeah, when I lay down like a sniper and I, you know what I mean? Like my dick is now rubbing against the bed. Oh, you humping the bed while you. I'm not humping the bed. <laughs> but I feel it. It's Niggas rubbing. on the bed doing the nah, magic mic. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> All right, man. We got survive. We got. We- we got podcast picking the weeks. We laughing, we, we laughing, but I, it, it, but here's the thing: sometimes you'll do that shit involuntarily yeah, yeah, because yeah, you're yeah. so fucking horny. Your hips are just moving. Yeah. It's just you're like, you're like a dog that horny. I'll yeah, tell just, you what, bro. Just, I, just, I, just, <laughs> you should just move in involuntarily. <laughs> like, why the fuck are you doing this right now? You are sabotaging us both. Oh shit! Yo, I've never done that, but I swear, if I ever, I don't know, I would. That would be the most embarrassing thing. Like more embarrassing than hopping <laughs> in the pussy and nothing in two minutes. Like if I was it's eating, not embarrassing. If I was eating Sunday her, night. No, nigga, if I was eating her out and nut, <laughs> if, nigga, if I pull out trying to preserve the nut and I start eating her out and I nut anyway, like that's like I'm a question. Shit. I think that's like damn, bro. I think the most embarrassing part about that is that you got to get up and there's gonna be a wet stain. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be a wet spot, and, and, and you know it's over. It looks like well, we got twenty more. First minutes. of you, you're you're in a, a very long term relationship. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. at that point, just go in. I, I mean. Go in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, seriously, like you, you nutted now. You better force a second round. Okay, all right. Well, with, with the nut out, <laughs> me, I get, <laughs> I, I get, I get pretty soft pretty quick, man. Oh, like after I nut, it's like bloop. It's like, yeah, it used to not be that way. More vitamins. Eh, yeah. You yeah. should not be that way. Some maca in your life will change that. Yeah, yeah. The maca. It's a fact. No, I'm just it's saying it really will. It will. I, I, if I'm really, thinking if, about it. If, yeah, because I'm gonna say if I'm really turned on, it doesn't. But Normally, yeah. It, you know what? It's uh, sometimes it'll happen. Like I, I, I keep going strictly off of pride. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying. You know, like, every I'm, minute, every stroke, you feel it. Like, ah, ah. <laughs> every, it's painful at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to keep going because you're like, this ain't last long. Yeah, 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 you got to, you got to. Whoa, yeah. When I'm my really, reputation really... is at stake. <laughs> I just thought it was while you slip on it while you. Okay. <laughs> so what happened, baby? Right, don't, oh, don't, don't fuck, worry about ASAP it. Rocky was. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the semen on the floors. <laughs> Why was there semen? Never mind. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Faze, you got anything else to, to, to say? Shout your social media out and everything? Nah. I, I, my, my social media, you can follow me on Instagram at Faze Funk and on Twitter at Faze Talking Shit. Um, and that's really it, man. Like, I, I would promote the podcast. Y'all can go listen to that anywhere mm-hmm. on anywhere on iTunes or anywhere you get podcasts, basically, Talking Shit Podcast. About 55 or 56 episodes for you to listen to. I promise you will be entertained. And nothing's dated because you guys just talked a lot yeah. of shit. Yeah. And, and we didn't do live. We very rarely did live, live like news. Yeah, like, we don't, we didn't talk about like current events or anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. It was all topical. We have some great ones there. Like, if you like listen to Wax, Wax King from the Brilliant Idiots, like, mm-hmm. he's hilarious on that. Definitely mad women messaged me after that and said that we're all pieces of shit. Um, <laughs> uh, horrible Decisions one was hilarious. Uh, there, there's a ton. One with you guys was fucking hysterical. The yeah, one with Reek and, and Mouse was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a ton on there. They're like, we have some really, really great episodes. Y'all can go back and listen on, and I'm sure y'all will become a fan. And they get mad that it ended so fast. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I still want five minutes. With yeah. you, <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Uh, but thanks everybody for listening to this episode. Uh, remember, you can support the podcast by going to Patreon.com/slash TOS Podcast. I ain't got nothing else, so I'm at J Omega S on every social media network. You're, you guys know you can find me on all the medias that are social at Sire SO. And I'm Cherry Poppins. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Cherry Poppins. Oh, we'll be back with another episode oh, next week. We out, bitch. You don't like the way a nigga walk. Oh, oh, oh. You don't like the way a nigga talk. Oh, oh, oh. You don't like when I be in my bag. I be in my bag. They don't like what they just cannot.
They don't like what they just cannot have Homie, I am back now Let everybody know up in the city I don't back down See the fish will be the cash now And when it come to beef It ain't nothing but a rap now Red dot, what's the catch down? See me messing with some shorties With some 40s and they crack out Mr. 5'6, try this, you get blacked out Messing with the team, got a beam called back down And that shit do got a ill grip I'm the type of nigga other shorties wanna chill with Short nigga with a ill fit To be me, you gon' need Jesus doing ill splits Homie, I'm too real with Holy sick flows in the wordplay Beginning of the week, hit your girl when she Thursday Can't up all up in that pussy for a team Thursday Nigga don't like the way a nigga walk. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You don't like the way a nigga talk. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You don't like when I be in my bag. I be in my bag. They don't like what they just cannot have. True, true, true. You don't like the way a nigga walk. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You don't like the way a nigga talk. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You don't like when I be in my bag. I be in my bag. They don't like what they just cannot have. True, true, true. true. Uh, man, I must with the dream bout. Rainbow ass niggas catching feelings when they team out. Let me tell you what the team bout. And if you ain't on the team and your team got a sweet mouth, she gon' reach out. Bird niggas in they beak mouth. Getting body while I'm catching bodies on my lean couch. Can't get roof fit. All my niggas got a mean pouch. Vibing with my niggas and my chulas in Supreme House. Listen, you don't wanna go there. In this jungle, I ain't lying. I'ma go. You should go there. Me and Cat, I just roll bear. Check the fit. This is it. I never bounce on my old hair. She can go where any nigga wanna go there. I'm catching Bodies and bodies is getting old here. Laptop shorty on my lap, I'ma fold there. So I can never program. She said, let it load here. Not to mention, I'm addicted to women. Paint a code with the flow, I'm too Da Vinci, I'm with it. So with all this chilling, leaving bodies and bodies. What I embody, leave them bodies all inside of a lobby. This shit is hobby, you don't kill me, that's a probably and probably. You don't want a nigga killing you, my hobby of hobbies. Shit ain't nothing when they come into this rap shit. Run my L's, nigga, SO, nigga, that's it. You don't like the way a nigga walk. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You don't like the way a nigga talk. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You don't like when I be in my bag. I be in my bag. They don't like what they just cannot have. True, true, true. You don't like the way a nigga walk. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You don't like the way a nigga talk. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You don't like when I be in my bag. I be in my bag. They don't like what they just cannot have. True.